Hey, it's Chica, and I'm so happy that you chose to spend some time with me today. No matter where you are or where you're going, thanks for letting me share a little bit of weirdness with you. Who's hungry? Chica in the morning on K94.5. Laissez le bon ton rouler. Well, it's time. It's time for us to start enjoying the goodness that is Mardi Gras. Um, Just deliciousness, right? So got to tell you about what I believe to be the best cheesecake in Shreveport, Bossier. And it's at this place called the Sugar Show. Have you heard about it? Apparently, I'm I'm like last to the party every time. Um, so the Sugar Show, it is a cute little like bakery dessert shop. It's like nestled right in there in the East Bank, like right in between Bojack's and um, the axe throwing place, Bayou Axe. Like right there in the middle, right? And they started cranking out this, uh, they call just a king cake cheesecake. My girlfriend Jackie has had it four times. She's gone to the gym five times just to justify how much she's been eating this thing. Have you tried it yet? What are your favorite non-traditional king cake options in Shreveport, Bossier? I don't think anything can beat this king cake. At least according to her, there's nothing out there that can beat it. Let me know now inside your free K94.5 app. K94.5, hello, good morning. It's Chica and a new station in Bangor, Maine just did a story on a cat sanctuary called Spirit's Place. It helps senior citizens adopt cats. And this sanctuary realized that older people were super hesitant to adopt and they worried what would happen uh, to the cat if they suddenly passed away. So a lot of senior citizens were like, hey, we would love company and we would love to hang out with the cat, but what happens if I pass away? What happens if I go to a nursing home? What happens to this to this cat? Well, there's now a plan. The shelter always promises to take the cat back and find them a new forever home if anything happens. So I love the fact that they're helping senior citizens adopt cats, uh, really adopt pets so they don't feel so lonely at home. I'm telling you right now, this is this is the kind of stuff that always makes me feel good. 84.5 Shreveport, Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning, it's Chica. And when it comes to relationships, I'm going to hear everybody out. I love my therapist, and sometimes she tells me things that I'm like, you don't have to be so rude. And she goes, no, I just stated a fact. So I, I feel like relationships, conventional wisdom may not always be the wisest. Is that is that fair? There are certain relationship rules or sayings that we've heard time and time again that we just take them as face value because we've heard them so many times. It must be true. But now relationship therapists and, and couples therapists are coming out to say, yo, 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 these things that you've heard for so long, like quit, quit thinking that they're legit. Don't go to bed angry. Ooh, I heard that one growing up a lot. While many couples do swear by it, this rule simply doesn't work for everybody. In fact, forcing yourself to stay up and keep hashing things out, even though you're worked up and it feels like your head is spinning, can make an issue more difficult to resolve. It's okay if you or somebody needs space to cool off after an argument with your partner and they said, sometimes that means going to bed angry. Okay, I hear that. Um, Rule number two, you need to have, you need to fold the laundry 
Mm-hmm. A certain time, uh, like, you know, we're going to fold the laundry twice a week. Um, folding the laundry should be a way to connect with your partner, not something you feel pressure to do. And they said, you know, if, if you're like, oh, we got a quota. They said, your relationship's going to be doomed. And they said, you got to remember that your urge, your drive to fold laundry is going to fluctuate dramatically. Um, and they said that when you basically are like, hey, these are times we're going to fold laundry. These are the days. They said that it doesn't allow you to have open dialogue around folding the laundry and what folding the laundry means for you as a couple. Interesting. Okay, this one is one that I know you've probably called me out on. We've probably called each other out on this one. Don't date somebody with baggage. Well, newsflash. Obviously, everybody has some emotional baggage. Um, but they basically said if you're if you're looking at somebody and you go, hey, they got too much pain or trauma in their past, and how they dealt with those hardships is is not the way I would, so I really don't want to go with it. Um, they said, hey, listen, couples counseling is a great benefit here. So if you did date somebody with baggage and maybe they got some of their own trauma, couples counseling is super, super important for both of you to learn how to work through it together. When I say baggage, I just... Somebody with kids for me. Yeah. But then somebody said, whoa, whoa, whoa. If he's your age and he hasn't been married or engaged before and doesn't have kids, does he have problems? And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, love this one. Household responsibilities need to be split 50-50. So domestic labor, what's fair is not necessarily equal and what's equal is not necessarily fair. This is coming from Ed Rodsky, uh, the author of Fair Play. Um, they said it's it's not whether both partner takes on the same number of tasks that determines their marital satisfaction. It's whether each person fully owns the items they agree to tackle. This author said owning includes not just doing, but also the emotional labor that each task requires. The forethought, the planning, the remembering when, the how, how to get the job done without excessive oversight or input from another partner. We've talked about that, right? Where sometimes you feel like your partner isn't pulling their their weight when it comes to household chores and you start to resent them. Mm. Hey, we got a lot more of the relationship rules you can totally ignore. The things that you and I have heard for so long, we just took it as face value. I'll share those with you next. Shreveport Bossier. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. My name's Chica. Talking about the nine relationship rules that you could totally ignore. This is all according to couples therapists. They said, we've heard all these things and we've just taken it as face value because we've heard it so many times. They said, these are the rules you can ignore. Rule number one, don't go to bed angry. Rule number two, you need to have, you need to fold the laundry X amount times per week. Rule number three, don't date somebody with baggage. Rule number four, household responsibilities need to be split 50-50. Which brings us to rule number five. We've gone over the first four. The relationship is over if someone cheats. Woo-hoo-hoo! Right, we've all heard, like, if, if somebody cheats, it's impossible to repair a relationship after infidelity. Others split up because they're worried about judgment from friends and family. I know that if I got cheated on, that'd probably be my number one thing. Like, talk so much smack. Definitely don't want... I mean, there's so much embarrassment with that, right? Um, 
a lot of therapists said, hey, listen, in many cases, when both partners are committed to working through it together, couples can heal and become even stronger after an infidelity. Don't be cheating on me, though, to become stronger. Let me just throw that out there. Rule number six, if you love somebody, you always put their needs for a first. Um, apparently, too many relationships fall apart because one partner neglects their own needs, so they prioritize their partners instead. You end up resenting them. Oof. Mm-mm. Rule number seven, pick your battles. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I live by this, though. I'm always like, mm, that's not a hill for me to die on. Um, so a lot of this therapist's clients said that they worry voicing their needs will make them seem confrontational, aggressive, or nagging. They'd rather ignore what's bothering them than risk rocking the boat. And this therapist said, quote, my recommendation is to begin by changing the language you use to describe difficult or tense discussions. Framing these conversations as battles can result in showing up with a defensive or critical demeanor. Similar to two boxers going ahead, head. Don't forget that you and your partner are on the same team. Interesting. Okay. Rule number eight, you have to be into the same things. Uh-uh. I get it. You got a shared passion for the same football team, maybe. Um, maybe you both love riding bicycles. Uh, maybe you both love hot yoga. Point is, having different interests doesn't mean the relationship is destined to fail. Uh, these differences can be beneficial. They might give you a window into another perspective or way of life. Plus, maintaining your own interests and hobbies adds some healthy independence to the relationship. I agree with that. The last rule, rule number nine, if your partner really loves you, they should be able to anticipate your needs. No, I'm learning this. I'm learning this too. I don't know if you have. <clears throat> Some people expect their partner to know them so well that they should be able to predict what they want or need in a given situation. When their partner falls short, they take it as a sign of incompatibility or disconnection. Whether or not they can magically read your mind is not a reflection of how much they love you. This is what the therapist said. And I, I had this conversation recently. with I'm not in a relationship with them. Um, my my neighbor and I just have all these real life conversations. And he said, you know, he said, <laughs> life gets so much easier when you tell somebody what you want and what you expect out of them. And that's so true. How many relationships have I just let fall the wayside? Because I'm like, you know what? He didn't know what I was feeling and he should have known. No, Chica. Gosh, you sound like an idiot. Of course, if I would have known this, you know, five years ago, right? I, I wish I would have. But anyways, the nine relationship rules you could totally ignore, according to therapists, up inside your free K94.5 app. What's trending? Five, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. My name's Chica. And turns out you and I have been dating wrong this whole time. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking this, this can't be right. Jake Maddock, he's a self-styled relationship guru, right? And he came out to say that if you want a relationship where you're both truly happy, said men date women 10 years younger than you, women quit dating guys your age and start dating older guys with at least a 10-year age gap. He said that the reason is men take about 10 years longer to become emotionally mature for a woman to be able to take them serious, enjoy their company. So basically said, if you're 30, date a 40-year-old man. That's what he's telling women. He's actually 
practicing what he preaches. He's dating a woman nine years younger than him. Apparently, it works for him. I get it. But here's the deal. If I'm 31 right now, if I were to take this and go, okay, you know what? I I, I want to find true love. I, I want to be in a relationship where, where I'm happy, right? He said the reason he claims that if you go ahead and, and you're a 30-year-old woman and you're dating a 40-year-old guy, that you're going to find somebody that treats you well. And he said that they've had their time to sort out whatever kind of issues they got going on. And he said, simply put, you're both able to meet each other at the same emotional age. Hmm. I had a conversation with a friend last night. He worked uh, in Calgary. And he said it was so bizarre to me because the average age of a woman starting a family over there was like 35. He said here, it's like 22. He said, so coming, you know, going from Louisiana to Calgary, it was very weird because everywhere I'd look around, I'd expect, yeah, married with kids are like, no, no, we're just, we're finding ourselves. What are you talking about? So I, all that to say, I feel that if I were like, all right, I'm only going to date guys in their forties, my biggest fear of being somebody's stepmom because I feel like that's just my that's just my future at this point. I'm somebody's stepmom because I'm living in the South. Obviously, that's my dating pool, right? And everybody has kids by now. Um, I I got to accept the fact that he probably has kids that are closer to my age than his age if he got started at like 18, right? And I got to be okay with the fact that he probably doesn't want to have kids because what 45-year-old guy wants to start all over and be like, okay, yeah, well, you're only 30 and you want a family, you want kids. I I don't know. As I'm playing this out in my head, I get what the guy is saying. I get that he's saying you really want somebody emotionally mature. I totally understand that. That's not lost on me. But the logistics of all of this... Am I the only one that this doesn't seem right to you? I've never been like hardcore, like I get it, the whole age gap relationship thing. I know that I've come out to be like, I don't know if it really works because I got I got a brother that's dating a girl 20 years younger than him and it weirds me out. And I just don't feel like you got much in common. 10 years, I feel like you could meet in the middle. I get it. But for the logistics of like trying to have a family, trying to build something together... I'm I'm going to have to disagree with this relationship expert. Your thoughts, share them with me now inside your free K945 app. Shreveport. Shreveport Bozier's number one hit music channel. Hello, my name's Chica. I need your help on this today. Something happened to me last night. I'm mortified. And I saw this survey. And I got I got to take a little snippet of it so we can talk about this new survey on the awkward moments that happen when you're around more family. There's all these stats, right? Like half of adults say they struggle to figure out what to talk about with their relatives. Nearly all of Gen Zers are nervous about getting asked about their relationship prospects, whatever. Cool. What I want to focus on is one in three people admit to forcing a smile to pretend to enjoy a relative's cooking. Two in five say they have forced a smile to pretend to like a gift. Let me bring that back to um, went to uh, a place where 
there's a good bar vibe. Our, our friend Caroline said, hey, guys, y'all want to watch the game and have a couple beers? Absolutely. Neighbor Kennedy and I go and a few other friends go and I'm convincing neighbor Kennedy to share a meal with me. It's a fish meal. And he says, oh, it comes with grits. And I said, yeah, it's really good. I'm excited, right? He goes, okay, I'll split it with you. So I'm like, score, yes. So we order it, food comes out. I'm eating mine and I see him eat a little bit and he puts it off to the side. I said, what? Like, and in that moment, as I'm asking him why he's not eating it, the waitress walks up. And she goes, hey guys, is everything cool? How's everything going? And I'm buddies with the waitress. And she looks at neighbor Kennedy and goes, hey, like, how's the meal? And I'm looking at him like, you better lie. You lie and say it's delicious. Tell her you love it. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. He's not making eye contact. In this moment, I already know he's going for the jugular. I already know. Neighbor Kennedy can't lie. That is his problem. He goes, man, he goes, those grits are trash. I was so embarrassed. (laughs) And I looked at the waitress. I said, I love the grits, baby girl. I love that. This is so good. This is so delicious. It's awesome. He goes, no, it ain't. And so... I was sitting there and she walks away and I looked at him and I said, Kennedy. And and here's where I'm curious if you agree with me. Sometimes we need to lie. Some There are points in our lives where we need to lie to people. You don't always need to be this honest. You don't always need to tell people. And his deal is like, well, she needs to know so she doesn't recommend it to other people. And I'm looking at him like, why would you say that? I'm not even cooking back there and I'm offended. Then we went off into this whole tangent where I told him, because, you know, we, we trade off on cooking. And I said, if I were to ever cook you something that you didn't like and you told me it was trash, I probably would go to my room and cry after you left. He said, well, you wouldn't make it again, would you? What? Where's this man? The audacity that this man has. So that led us off into this whole discussion last night. Things that it's totally okay to lie about. And I I want your input. What are some things in your life that you swear, listen, this is totally okay to lie about? I got like three biggins. Some of my girlfriends, oof, some of my girlfriends are heartless. Things that it's totally okay to lie about and you think everybody should lie about these things. 320-9436 or inside your free K94.5 app. On air. I'm Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning, I'm Chica. And last night, my neighbor Kennedy, ugh, you embarrassed me. We went, had um, dinner somewhere and I was super excited. I said, will you share the meal with me? He said, that's fine. He hated it. When the waitress came up and checked up on us, he goes, dude, these grits are, are trash. And I looked at him like, what is wrong with you? Why? And so, of course, we go into this whole thing later on where me and my girlfriends are like, dude, there are things that are totally okay to lie about. In fact, you should lie about these things, right? I mean, there, there are things in my life where it's like, and I told him, I said, in that moment, if I ever make you something that's not good and you tell me it's trash, I'm going to go to my room and cry. 
320-9436. Want to hear from you. What are things that are totally okay to lie about? K945, who's this and where are you calling from? I'm Jamie calling from Boston, Texas. Sister, what is something that is totally acceptable to lie about? Well, I don't know. I just, I think he was right by saying that it was trash, that the food wasn't no good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're calling in to agree with neighbor Kennedy? Yes, I am. Ah, But you don't understand how it felt like sitting there hearing him tell the waitress how bad it was. I wanted to crawl under the table. Like, I understand that you're kind of like everybody should know. But the awkwardness that follows. Sometimes things are just better left unsaid. No. I worked at a place that made grits and it was nasty. And every time I got there in the morning time, I had to fix them better so they taste better. Because grits, they're gross if they're not cooked right. They are really gross. <laughs> so, well, they're good. I love them. As long as uh, right. I'll tell you what, next time I go to this, I'm going to take your number down. And next time I go to this place, and I'm trying to convince neighbor Kennedy to split a meal with me, I'm going to make sure you go back to the kitchen to check the grits. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good Take care. K94.5, who's this and where are you calling from? Megan from Kilgore. Megan from Kilgore. Is there something that you're convinced it's totally okay to lie about? Well, hello? Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the K94.5 app. Jenna and Bozier said one time I was feeling super insecure about my body and I was standing there looking in the mirror and I was like, dang, I wish my stomach wasn't so big, yada, yada. And my boyfriend was like, yeah, but you're cuter when you're chubbier. Excuse me? What? He should have just said I looked fine. Talk about insecurities. Eesh. Yeah. Yeah. No, sir. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Let's not go that far. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Allie in Shreveport said, never tell somebody their baby looks like an alien. My brother has autism and he has no filter. We had told him to always be nice and not say everything he's thinking. We went over this well before we went to go meet our cousin's baby. The first thing my brother did was talk about how ugly the baby was and that it looked more like an alien. Our cousin bawled. (laughs) So mad. (laughs) Always, always lie and say a baby is cute. Trust me on this one. Allie, oh my gosh. Well, your brother isn't wrong. All newborn babies do look like aliens and pluck chickens, okay? I do have to have your brother's back on this one. Talking about things that you and I believe we should be able to lie about. Things that we should totally just be like, all right, let's just cover this up. I'm I'm agreeing on some of these. Like, if I'm telling you I'm feeling super insecure because of my fupa, Don't be like, well, it's not the biggest fupa out there. No, just be like, what fupa? Lie to me, baby. Lie to me. Shreveport. K94.5. Hello and good morning. I'm Chica. Apparently, America is just wanting to stay single. Recent Pew Research Center data shows that nearly half of U.S. adults are unmarried. And half of that population. So let's look at, let's say, let's just say 20%, okay? That's shooting it low there. 20% of Americans are not interested in dating. Not interested in being in a relationship. And ultimately, look at marriage as a societal expectation that they're just not willing to feed into. So, 
here's what threw me off. Uh, Peter McGaw, a professor of marketing, psychology at the Leeds School of Business, basically said, dude, culture in America is changing so rapidly and so fast. And the data shows that people are less dependent upon partnerships than ever before. Like back in the day, right? And I remember I always heard, I always heard, and this is so bizarre to think about, that men could only be as successful as a woman beside them. And I'm sitting there going, well, why is she focused on his career? What about her career? And I've always thought that way. I remember as a kid, I got in trouble one time. <laughs> because I wanted, man, listen, I'm telling you right now, my brain, the way it worked, I just was like, well, how come my, how come my brother Andrew can do it and I can't? And I think it caused my parents to just be like, oh, okay, fine, you do it. Where they just caved, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So life shouldn't be seen as better because you partner up. It should just be seen as different. That's the quote that these people said. These folks over at the research center, they said that as Americans, we don't place value on relationship as much as we used to. In fact, we're placing more value on, hey, like, what are you succeeding at? Like, what are you building? What are you doing that you're proud of? So I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense. There's a problem, though. There's always going to be that friend. Hello, I'm the friend. In fact, neighbor Kennedy and I actually got into a little argument about it. There's a little discussion. Because he claims that I am, like, way too, like, dead set on hooking up. We have a couple of friends, and I'm just convinced that his guy and my girl would be the best couple. And he literally was like, if people want to be single, let them be single. You get mad when people try to hook you up. Why are you hooking them up? And I was like, whoa. You know what? Thanks for checking me out the door, sir. Okay, so if so many of us are determined to be happily single, what do you do for your single friends? How do you make sure that they know you're cheering them on? Um, first off, would love to hear from you, but what they suggest, I'll share that with you next. Say hi or 94.5 Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Good morning. My name's Chica. I enjoy waking up with you and I I don't need glasses, although my neighbor and I've been arguing about it lately because he goes, can you see that sign? It's like he's testing my vision. I'm not trying to be a pilot, sir. I'm not one of your airmen, okay? But as a kid, I did really want glasses. I wanted glasses so bad. I remember, you remember when they used to put us, we used to go into like this, this, this trailer and they'd test our hearing and our eyesight to make sure we were good. I remember I always was like, man, I hope I fail. Because I would look so cool with glasses. And we all know of people that wear glasses to make themselves seem smarter. They're like, well, the blue light really affects me. Okay, cool. A new study published in Sirius by researchers from the University of Jordan found that people who wear glasses are perceived to be less intelligent, less confident, and less attractive. Excuse me, what? So they all gathered uh, 517 college-aged people 
Um, 66.9% didn't wear glasses. 33.1% did wear glasses. To find out how wearing glasses affects self-esteem measures. So these participants were shown photos of four people, both with and without glasses. Total of eight photos, right? They're asked to rate the attractiveness, confidence, and intelligence of the people in the photos on a scale one to 10. Results showed that you and I, basically the average person, if we see somebody in glasses, we think they're less intelligent, we think they're less confident, and we don't find them as attractive. Here I am thinking, Oh, if he wears glasses, he's so cute. I mean, I've seen some dudes ditch the contacts for, for glasses, and I've, I've thought they're better looking. I guess I'm... I, I don't know. I, I've i always thought that if you wear glasses, you're smarter. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. Now, there's that one guy in Trailer Park Boys, right? Where he has his glasses that look like Coke bottles on the bottom, right? Where I don't think he's that smart, so I guess... I don't know. I'm, I'm very perplexed by this. It, are glasses a turnoff for you? I I just, I've, I've had it in my head. Somebody wears glasses, they're instantly smart. I don't know why. I didn't make up that rule. Baby Chica made up that rule, but I've always thought if they wear glasses, they must be smart. Hitting the gym.